What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Dew Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Call Bryant Law, 261-7381. This is attorney Jeremy Bryant. Have you been injured at work in the last 24 months? Contact Bryant Law. We want you to understand that every dime an insurance company keeps from you is another one they keep in their pocket. You're entitled to just compensation. So don't let the insurance company tell you what's proper. After all, you're the one who has been injured on the job. I'll evaluate your case and tell you the truth. Call Bryant Law in Corbin and get what you deserve. Visit online at jeremybryantlaw.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry of the Cats Paws. Derek, uh, we got some rivalry talk tonight. We do. Uh, let's give a shout out to Louisville basketball coach Chris Mack, who uh, helped out Kentucky Daily today. We were uh, a little late to record the normal. It's after seven o'clock, and uh, we were kind of waiting out a topic, weren't we, Sean? And uh, trying to figure out what we were going to talk about, and Chris Mack comes through for us. Well, in my mind, the topic was going to be the Kentucky backfield because that was a big <laughs> message on Eddie Grant's post or his press conference on Tuesday. But Chris Mack to the rescue. And we also have some football news out of that Chris Mack video, too. So we're going to cover both here, but we have to start at the top of this thing, Derek. We we previewed this last Friday before the Auburn-Kentucky football preview. We literally spent the first segment talking nothing but Kentucky-Louisville, Chris Mack, John Calipari. This has been a back-and-forth, Derek, that continued this morning with Cal on his presser. And then I think that Chris Mack finally was like, I've had enough of this, and we – we know we're going to have to get something from Cal, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I would think so, but at the same time, maybe he'll sit uh, sit happy that Louisville, it sounds like, is going to do what he wants. Maybe he'd use that as the biggest win, is that he uh, got Chris Mack to respond in such a manner using the video. Did you ever think you'd see that? Like, I mean, he, he literally recorded a longer oh, yeah. than two minutes. Two minutes, nine seconds in his office, it looks like. Uh no, I've never seen anything like that from college basketball coach. Uh, no, and two, Derek, I think when Patino, when Rick Patino was at Louisville, this rivalry had that that kind of spice to it. You you knew what it was just because Patino's history with Kentucky, and then with Louisville, and then all the scandal stuff and all the FBI stuff. This rivalry, really, for the last two years, it had just been on the court. It hadn't been as much. Now this is added a lot of fire that I like it. I'm I'm glad that this has happened. It's going to make that game more fun now moving forward. I think it's smart um, for Mac to get his shots in now because history tells us that come December, it's the game's probably uh, it's not going to go in his favor most likely. Uh, typically, Kentucky in this rivalry, I mean, always wins under Calipari. They've lost two times the whole time. Uh, and you would have some UK fans just say once because obviously the first season that 
uh, Rick Pitino beat Kentucky in 2013. That was vacated. But, I mean, we all saw it happen. You know, Kentucky's lost to him twice since Cal's been there. Uh, so smart on his part. I don't think Louisville's going to have a great team this year. I don't know that UK's going to have a great team either, but I think uh, that is one game Kentucky always shows up for. So it'll be weird, though, Sean, having this kind of a spicy rivalry in the sense that there'll probably be, like, nobody there to see it. <laughs> yeah, it's and two, there was a lot in that. And let, let's just go ahead and let's play that audio clip. This is via Chris Mack's Twitter account. came out of nowhere. Yeah. So the following two minutes and nine seconds is from Chris Mack's Twitter. So here you go. Card fans, your fearless leader, Coach Mack. I keep getting asked, Coach, are we playing the game? Are you scared? Are you a chicken? You won't play Kentucky? As for the UK series, here's the thing. I want to do what's most convenient for John and his program. You do believe that, right? That I want to do what's best for John? Never mind the fact that we had a December 12th mutually agreed upon date to play the game. And never mind the fact that they backed out of the 12th because they were returning from London on December 6th after playing Michigan. Felt it was too close to the 12th. Never mind the fact that that December 6th game got canceled. No trip to London. Can we play that game on the 12th? Never mind the fact that they scheduled Notre Dame in lieu of playing us on a mutually agreed upon date of December 12th. Never mind the fact that they called ESPN and tried to change one of our ACC games without our knowledge or permission. Never mind the fact that Coach Stoops and his football program at the University of Kentucky honored that request in football to move Louisville's home game from 2020 to 2021. If you can do it in football, seems like you could do it in basketball. Never mind the fact that the University of Cincinnati asked us to do the exact same thing that we're asking Kentucky to do. And we honored that request. Listen, I don't want to stand in the way of college basketball's best rivalry. Whatever is most convenient for Coach Cal, we'll do it. See you in the Um Center. Go Cards. Derek, in that supposedly they had a, an agreed-upon date of December 12th, so that is something we didn't really know about, and they, they backed out of that. And then Max said that Kentucky actually contacted ESPN to switch one of Louisville's games without – Louisville's prior knowledge of the situation to to move a, an ACC conference game to play that matchup. What do you think of that? And there's no way Mac doesn't say that if it's not true. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I wonder how he found out about that. That would be interesting to know. Maybe somebody from ESPN uh, contacted them. But I, I wrote this out earlier. I'm reading it now. His his comments. We just heard them. But uh. Man, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of put UK on blast right there in Calipari for some of the scheduling uh, tactics or whatever you want to say that they were doing. I was a little confused. Um, I guess was there not a date? Is there not dates set in the contracts that they sign? Is it just that you'll play? Is that the contracts? It's not necessarily well, when. Well, that's the thing. Like, was this so? This date of December twelfth that had to be something that was moved months ago because they confirmed. 
Kentucky Notre Dame for December twelfth months ago, right? Wasn't that the confirmed date for that matchup? Well, that and I, I think it's been a while since the. I mean, when was the Michigan stuff canceled? Wasn't that, that pretty was, that early was on in the summer? Yeah, like that yeah. was at least June or early. I, it was at least June, I think. That's what I that couldn't figure out. How recent? Yeah, how recent these conversations were in terms of trying to figure out a date. Is this like recent weeks or is this like months ago? They thought they had it figured out, and then UK backed out. I don't know. Either way, in terms of the PR, it was definitely up until Chris Mack's video. It was no doubt being controlled by Kentucky. I mean, I know Matt kind of – I guess Matt kind of had the first public comments because he he went on that podcast wherever and said that he didn't know if it would take place this year. And then via the Courier-Journal, the reporting there, is when I think it really started to turn up a notch. And yeah. you had both coaches commenting through the newspaper. And then Cal this morning, actually, in the Zoom press conference that he had, that had nothing to do with Louisville. It was supposed to be about uh, his guys playing in the NBA Finals starting tomorrow night. And it comes up that uh, they had a date set that, uh, you know, he, I think probably what pissed off Mac was that Cal kept using uh, Mac's word against him, the equity thing, the competitive equity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you notice, that's, that's the language Cal kept using today. I heard that from Max. That's probably uh, what really got under Max's skin, if I had to guess. Well, it's like, it's like gentleman's agreement. It's a term that you're only going to use if you've heard it from somewhere else. And clearly, you know, Cal had read the quote from Mac, and he'd probably listened to the audio of Mac. But what, like what I said last week, if Chris Mack were going to if he if he were planning to end this rivalry, it wasn't going to be accepted within his fan base very well. Even though Louisville hasn't won that game often, especially since Cal's been in Lexington, that they would still be very upset. So this was good for his fan base. Because oh, yeah. you know Louisville fans are going to rally around this all the way up until December. Now, if he loses that matchup. He's got a lot more on his back now because he's pretty much just publicly called UK out and threw him under the bus, Cal included. It adds a lot of weight to this matchup, but it ignites something in a year, Derek, where there's probably not going to be one single person in the building watching this game. Yeah. Well, if, if everything that Max said is true, then I don't I don't see a problem with it, do you? I mean, it is what it is. Like, maybe you don't it see is. that much, but, I mean, if it's all true, you know, the best defense to anything is the truth. So, Well, uh, the thing is, is if you're going to – if you're going to go on these public forums and you're going to say things, you're going to talk about this. And it was pretty much, if he hadn't have put this out, my understanding was you, like you said, UK was in complete control of this entire situation in the public's eye. Like it looked like that Louisville was backing away from it and didn't want to play. And what Mac just did was like, no. And then I'm your fearless leader. Like that right there from the start. Like I, I laughed, but also I thought it was wonderful. I liked it. Yeah. And now oh, yeah. I want to see, honestly, I want to see Cal come out with something. I, I personally want to see Cal come out and throw L's down. I, I would love it just one time just to just fully accept it and be what it is. So I think too, what generated it was Cal's I said earlier about that zoom call. He talked about, um, Cal more or less said that, like, if Louisville's not going to play this game, we've already got other teams who want to play us, and we'll schedule it. So what you were talking about was UK kind of controlling it. Like, the ball was absolutely in Louisville's court, is at least what it seemed like at that point. And Matt comes out and says, you know, we've, we've tried to work with you all, and you guys keep changing it on us. So, you know, don't give us the stuff that we're the ones who don't want to play whenever you're the ones that are messing around with things. So, yeah, I like that, I mean, a lot for uh, this rivalry. And I'll be the first to admit, like, I don't get all up in arms about 
really the basketball or the football rivalry. Like we've talked about it before, I'm sure we have listeners uh, who talk to us who live in Louisville or around Louisville. I know for those folks, like that rivalry is an everyday thing because you you're friends with people who cheer for Louisville. You work with people who cheer for Louisville. Like Sean, I think I can speak for both of us. When we grew up, it was like, like Louisville wasn't really. It's kind of an afterthought in southeastern Kentucky. Um, it was Tennessee. It was Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee was a big team down there that people didn't like in that part of the state. So. I'm sure those people in the Louisville area today are eating this up. It'll be really good banter for those folks. Uh, but at the same time, like we get to go back to just the results on the court. For any UK fan who wants any kind of rebuttal to today, it's just look at what's happened <laughs> every year in this rivalry basically since uh, Cal's been at Kentucky. I was that. This is kind of wild timing, and I don't know if and and that the man that I talked to this morning. So I'm sitting there waiting to get my hair cut, and this older gentleman comes in and. He, the person he usually goes to, I guess, wasn't there, so he was going to the same person I was going to, and he sits down at just us two in the building, and he starts asking, you know how they, people are so open and friendly down here, they want to communicate and have conversation. So we start talking, and then the common denominator between the two of us is that we're both familiar with UK. He's a UK fan, my job. So we start talking, and he actually brings up, that Louisville's a rivalry, but Tennessee, Kentucky is bigger. So it's kind of <laughs> wild that I had this conversation today. And little did I know that we were going to be diving into the UK U of L rivalry tonight. I think I've mentioned it before, maybe on this podcast, maybe not. I've definitely, I think I've talked to you about it before. Like, so my grandparents' generation, my grandpa is late seventies, um, and you know, for a long time in their life, you know, Kentucky and Louisville didn't play, and I don't think it was uncommon for people of that era to cheer for Louisville because they were still cheering for the Kentucky team. Like if those two teams weren't playing, they would, they would still cheer for the cards. So I think even for that generation, it's not as big of a, a rivalry as other things. But I think for younger people, because that rivalry has been back on in football since 1994 and what basketball since the eighties. So I think maybe eighties, I, I don't know. Sometime in the eighties is when it came back. But for football, you know, 94 was the first year of that. So, you know, that was the year I was born. So for pretty much anybody, probably within 10 years of me, give or take, their views towards this series are probably different. They're going to have probably more of an emotional investment into today's <laughs> news as opposed to some older people who – and, again, this is at a time where, yeah, college – like that was kind of the thing on Friday why I think we kind of downplayed it was because, you know, Kentucky was about to play their first football game on Saturday. Wanted to spend that episode talking about football mostly, but it was something that we didn't want to ignore. So today, yeah, it's still a game week, uh, but – because of Chris Mack saying this, Sean, we actually got some football news out of it. We did. So Chris Mack, near the end of that video, he kept going into all the things that they've done to help other places, other teams. Cincinnati supposedly asked them, can they move their date and play, I guess, at Cincinnati next year, where, like you've mentioned this before, Derek, even Cal mentioned it this morning which makes me wonder if Cal's listened to our podcast because he actually <laughs> said that we don't know where this virus will be. And I think the only place that you've said that was on here, right? So uh, unless you both just had the same thought. Matt confirmed pretty much that Mark Stoops in UK agreed to move the game at Louisville to next season. So yeah. the way it was going to, the way it was set up is Kentucky would have played at Louisville this year. And then, Louisville would have come to Kentucky for 21. Well, now there's no games, and Kentucky will go to Louisville next, next year, according to Chris Mack. Now, that hasn't been confirmed, but if it's coming from the UofL head yeah. basketball coach, it's confirmed. Uh, but I'll also ask you this. John Hill actually had an interesting tweet about it, that the two 
situations are different because the ACC made their decision to not play, or and then the SEC, the conferences. Do you look at that any differently, that UK would honor that because the conferences decided not to, to do it, and this is a little different because it's UK, UofL basketball in terms of their agreed-upon contract? Yeah, the question I had was, uh, you know, I felt like I made, you know, Mark Stoops seem like a good guy, that he was going to, you know, I feel like it's the right thing to do is to honor that, you know, it's a home and away series. Louisville had no choice this year because the SEC didn't want to play teams outside the league, so there's nothing either side could do about it. But I was wondering if Clemson and South Carolina, Florida, Florida State, uh, all those other teams that play that same weekend, I guess my question was, is this going to be a league-wide thing where the SEC goes through with that? Or will you see some other teams maybe put up more of a fuss for that than what Kentucky and Louisville are? That's what I don't know, and I'd be curious to know about. Um, I, I think it's the right move by Kentucky to you know, go go to Louisville next season when the game's back on. I mean, honor that home and away. It will throw off the schedule a little bit, though, right? I mean, that's a home game. You're not gonna you're you're expecting another home game in 2021. Typically, you only have seven, so that might push it to six row games. I'm not, or I'm not really sure. I'm trying to think of that off the top of my head. Uh, Obviously, you're going to have to play four on the road, for sure, in the league. And then uh, you'll have to play at Louisville. So, I'm just I'm just thinking right now. I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. But it's going to change the schedule, obviously, because you weren't expecting it to happen that year. Honestly, if you're, if you're UK on the football side of things, to me, it actually makes your season ticket packages more valuable because it sort of splits. Because right now you have the Louisville, Tennessee, Florida – all in the same season, and then you have Georgia, and then those, you know, I think, is it Georgia? And who are some others? Mississippi State, all in the same year, South, South Carolina. Carolina so the so the home slate's not as loaded as it would be. Like next year's would feature Florida, Tennessee, LSU, and Louisville, and that that's four huge matchups. Yeah, and that might Kroger be a reason field. to this year that, like, they're not selling a ton of season tickets this year either. It's just because the home site's not that great, and it's obviously a pandemic. Like, that's the yeah. biggest overarching thing. But, two, I mean, Georgia's the only what you would consider a big-name opponent, although what Mississippi State did last Saturday kind of makes you think that'll be a, a good home game to go to as well. But maybe not one that whenever you're having to decide to buy tickets, that might exactly. not have been one that was on your radar. But if you can, if you do move that game, and it, it sounds like it has moved, it changes that slate to you add Louisville now to Georgia, coming to Kroger Field, and you get at least probably two or three South Carolina in there. Yep. Uh, that, that matchup, yeah. it, it, it sort of balances it out. It's not a bad thing, honestly. It's not. Have we talked about – I don't know if we have. That like, I think it was last Thursday the NCAA recommended that the bowl requirements just be waived. Like, I think there's a, yeah. more than a decent chance you can get Kentucky and Louisville in a bowl game this year to, to keep that series – Going a little bit. Re- I mean, that's regardless what, of record, right? Yeah, it does not matter what the records are. Like, So if you're looking for TV matchups and if you're UK, like this gives you a way to, to keep playing that game. I think there's it's, it's an absolute no-brainer. I don't care how many games Kentucky wins. I don't know. I mean, okay, if you, get to, if you get to a point where, like, you can be in one of those New Year Six Bowls, they're still having those, I'm like, yeah, you'd want to do that. But if you're not, if you win, if you go 6-4, and four, Louisville goes 6-4 and four or whatever, like, for sure play that bowl game against each other. Some TV, yeah. some bowl game would love that. They have those well, kind of ratings. You get so many people tuned in for that. Just, just send it to music, send it to the Music City Bowl, yeah, Nashville. Just play it yeah. close, and I'm all for it. And you know, when it comes down to it, 
they'll that'll be the matchup. They're gonna they're gonna want to see those rivalries that weren't yeah. played and stuff. If if Florida Florida State and all those and everything. So Did you see it was the projection was Florida State versus Vanderbilt in one of the bowls. <laughs> two potential oh and two. Well, I mean I think Florida State's gonna win a few games, but under those conditions, there's no way that coaches get their their raise, right? If they go to a bowl game, like do they get their their pay raise for reaching a bowl game? Uh, surely it couldn't be. I mean, I don't know what. I, honestly, I don't know what Satterfield's contract looks like. I mean, I would guess those contracts were all restructured this year because part of. I mean, Stoops is based on like I think he gets the extension. It used to be after seven wins, but I believe now it's nine. So reasonable expectations weren't going to suggest that that guy was, you know, Kentucky winning nine games this year was just unrealistic. So I don't know how that was restructured, but that was the first thing I thought of whenever I saw that they were going to just kind of waive the requirements. And we'll see what the atmosphere is like. I mean, how how the world is with this virus whenever that game's going to be played. But, like, it seems like such a good way to do it this year, to make sure you can still play is to have that kind of bowl atmosphere. But have the whole build up, man, like for a whole – I don't, know, I don't know what the bowl dates are this year because obviously the season goes longer than normal, but like probably still like normal, a month long build up. <laughs> you might have Kentucky those games. Game. You might have those two games in the same week for all we know about yeah. Kentucky Louisville basketball <laughs> and Kentucky Louisville football. But uh, well, Aaron if Cal- you remember, I mean, it's not going to be the same. If you remember, the Kentucky Louisville bowl game, or sorry, the Kentucky Louisville basketball game was the same day the last time UK was in the bowl game in the Music City Bowl because I had yeah. to. I covered the Music City Bowl, and my boss covered the uh, rivalry game. That was a big split in the media as to who was covering who that year. Yeah, I was I was in Nashville too. I went with football. Uh, Aaron Calipari actually replied, so you you knew the Calipari, yeah, you knew the Calipari uh, girls were going to say something. Well, so yeah, she put, and there should be a whole big family ordeal now. So Aaron put, she tweeted, you could have just said, yes, we're going to do what they want. You didn't have to whine for three minutes first. And then she said, also, Megan Calipari and I run a support group for begrudgingly doing what John wants. We have open enrollment going on right now. <laughs> so, Derek, we, everybody needed this today. It was such a quiet day, and we really didn't know what we were going to dive into. We were going to touch a little bit on some football news, but now – We've got a full episode with just Kentucky Louisville talk. Yeah, I mean, it's going to, for anyone whose Twitter timeline's full of, you know, UK reporters or just reporters in general or fans, whoever it is, I think your Twitter feed will be, have some have some good things to talk about tonight. Uh, like I said, it's fun. Um, I appreciate Mac not just rolling over, I guess, because this, this rivalry probably – I don't know if it needed something or not. I mean, this certainly is going to do it. And for him, I think it makes a lot of sense because you want to fire up. He's still a relatively young coach at Louisville. This is just going to be his third season. So, and he's not beat Kentucky yet. But obviously, I think, um, I don't know. At this point, would you consider Louisville Kentucky's biggest? I mean, college basketball, I think it's definitely their biggest rival. No question about it. Football, it, football but here's the thing, too, though. Football, the football rivalry had like way more juice in it here lately than the basketball one did. Like last year was Satterfield getting upset with the L's down. Yep. Uh, they had a fight in 2017, uh, Mar Jackson, and I mean Denzel Ware uh, grabbed a trash can <laughs> during the Jordan, game. Jordan Watkins uh, stuff earlier this Jordan spring. Stuff. Yeah, like there was, there's been plenty in the in the football rivalry, but not so much basketball. And it's different because you get most of these players, the biggest majority on the Kentucky side, they're only in the rivalry for one year, but. Yep. It's 
I'm I'm excited about this because you know players are going to start responding in the next 24 hours. There's going to, I think I already saw uh, I think Emmanuel quickly tweeted something and then deleted his tweet. So interested to see if any of those players reply. But Chris Mack recorded his video. Derek, if I had the buffalo chicken sandwich at the butcher's pub again, and if it lives up to its billing a fourth time, I might record a video with it and post it to Twitter. Uh, the Butcher's Pub, two locations, one in Pineville, Kentucky, one in Williamsburg, Kentucky. Derek, Saturday night is open mock night at the Butcher's Pub. If you if you believe that you can sing and you're confident in your performance, you can arrive at the Butcher's Pub. It says, come on out Saturday and show us what you got. If the crowd loves you, shoot us a message and we'll give you your own show. So if you have confidence and faith in yourself. I'm not that confident in my ability to sing, but it is open mic night Saturday night. Tomorrow is wing Wednesday, 75 cent wings, $2 domestics. Try the zombie sauce. Get out to the butcher's pub with two locations. Uh, Derek, you have anything to add before we wrap up here? No, just, just some fun things to talk about on a Tuesday night. Uh, I think it made this episode far better than what it was going to be, to be truthful with you. Uh, we'll be back on football tomorrow. Uh, and if anything, I mean, hell, tomorrow maybe we'll get on here and Cal have said something. I don't know. But <laughs> Ole Miss, obviously, Saturday. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about what Eddie Grand said today. And uh, that's pretty much it, Sean. I mean, we'll be back on the on the football ground. But we go where the news takes us. And I'm glad that, you know, looking back, I'm glad that we kind of waited today. I know you had some things going on. I did, too. We waited until after football. thought we would have that. But then Chris Mack came through again. We want to thank him for uh, – Helping us out today. Yeah, you texted me L's up a minute ago. Like, you know, we we got to give L's up just for the content you, in Chris. itself. Uh, Derek, you want to you want to give a little bit of a note of who we got we got coming on from the old Miss beat? Yeah, we're gonna have one of my buddies, somebody that uh, I'm not sure which day yet. Maybe tomorrow, maybe not tomorrow. Hopefully, uh, it, it probably won't be for tomorrow's episode. We might interview him tomorrow and have it Thursday. Um, Brian Scott Rippey is a friend of mine who. Uh, an old intern like I was for D1 Baseball and some other things back in our past. He graduated from Ole Miss. He lives in Dallas now, but still very close to the Ole Miss football program. He'll come on and share some details with us about the uh, about the Rebs and how their game against Florida went on Saturday. Yeah, so we'll, we'll be talking about that. We look forward to that. We'll also have Taylor McGregor on either Thursday or Friday. I think Friday's episode is when she'll be on. Uh, if you're not familiar with that name, she she will be the sideline reporter for Kentucky Ole Miss this Saturday at Kroger Field, and she's no, also play by play is Taylor Zarzer and Matt Stinchcomb. So okay. those are the those are the two that'll be in the booth. Uh, I don't know, Derek, if UK will even have them there. I know a lot of people have been doing from home, and I've seen other games. I think that those two were actually in Columbia for Tennessee South Carolina last Saturday, so they might be at Kroger Field. Uh, but Taylor will be on, I think, Friday's episodes when we're going to do it. She's also the field reporter for the Cubs uh, with uh, Marquee Sports Network. So she has a huge Chicago Cubs following, so we'll probably talk a little bit of playoff baseball because the Reds and Cubs, hopefully the Reds will still be playing by Friday, if unless they've won the series uh, by Thursday night. So well, that's uh, a potential matchup in the it is. Serious, so if you if you're a Cincinnati Reds fan or just a baseball fan, we might spend two or three or four minutes maybe talking about that. But she's going to come on. She's really excited to come on and talk Kentucky Ole Miss. Uh, but this has been another episode of Kentucky Daily. We'll see you tomorrow.
Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.